Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So glad to be here with you today. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. John McLaughlin. Make sure you get a copy of his album, Angst and Grace. As I've been telling you for the last couple of weeks, we have got another theme month on our hands. In January, we did mostly shows around the next generation. If you haven't heard those, I highly suggest you go back and listen. They're so interesting and so many different perspectives. A young life leader, a women's ministry leader, and a college leader, and then also some teen girls that I adored. It's just a great set of episodes. And this month, we are doing all couples, just because it's fun. Why not, right? So we started last week with our friends from the podcast, and I know you guys have loved that episode. And today, we have some newlyweds. A couple of years ago, I got to meet singer-songwriter Jessica Mack through some of our mutual friends. You'll hear that story in the pod. But I just adored her right away, and we have stayed in each other's world since then. And she is one of the stars of the CMT reality show, Music City. And between season one and season two, she met and fell in love and got engaged and got married to her husband, Dre. And I thought it'd be so fun to have her on this week to kick off this month, to kick off this series with us. Also, their last episode, i if you saw on Instagram, I told you about it and on Twitter, but last week was the last episode of this season of Music City and it's their wedding. So I hope you got to watch that and now you will get to hear so much of the story. This is such an encouraging conversation, no matter where you are in relationship. If you've been married for 50 years, if you want to get married in the next 50 years, this is a conversation for you. So here is my friend Jessica Mack and her new husband, Dre. Thanks for being on the show. Jessica So are you still Jessica Mack publicly? I am. Okay. But technically, legally, I'm Jessica Plackis. Okay. Jessica Plackis. Jessica Mack Plackis. Because oh, I didn't yeah. want to lose my last name, but I thought having my full name would, would just be too much. Right, right. My mom well, did not like that. <laughs> She's like, Lauren is such a beautiful name, and we spent so much time. Like, sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Too yeah. many yeah. letters. Yeah, too many letters. <laughs> yeah. I'm dropping it. I'm dropping the middle name. Pretty much. When did y'all get married? We got married August 25th of last year. Okay. So six months ago? Mm-hmm. Eight months ago? Something like that? What's my five, math? Five. 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 Yeah. Still rookies. Still rookies. Hey, listen, you know more than me. What this whole month is about, <laughs> y'all just teach me how to do what I can. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So you and I met years ago it with Tim. Years. So actually... I think it was through Chris. Oh, through Chris Redditch. Yeah. yeah. I oh, I bet that's true. He was like, I have a really great friend, Annie. She does um, a lot of church like book yeah, tours. Yeah. And that was the beginning of me trying to figure out how to find my way in yeah. making music a career in Nashville. And yeah. So you were giving me I know because we went to coffee. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, we but did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I do remember. I mean, it was so fun to... Yeah, because weren't you even thinking about writing a book? I Yes. Yeah, did you do it? No, but I'm working on it. Okay, you're going to do it. I think so. Okay, great. I don't want to, like, commit on, on air, <laughs> just in case. We have it on record. <laughs> yeah, 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 now everybody knows. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so you're still doing music? Yes. Okay, but then also you were on CMT's show Music City. Correct. Which I was like, oh, that's actually one of my people on this new reality show. Yeah. Last year, is that when it started? So it started last year. Um, they started filming last year as well, yeah. right? They filmed last year, they aired the first season, and then we filmed again last year, and they, they're airing the second season And y'all right met now. in between the two? 
He did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is because in the first season, Jess, you talk so much about how you want to do a relationship and how you feel about God. Mm-hmm. Was that scary? It was uncomfortable at times. I think because um, a lot of people were hooking up a lot on the show. Right. I felt like just a, a place that God put me yeah. to be able to, you know, kind of be his light and something yeah. different in the world. Um, especially I in thought that. you were that. I mean, I felt like you Thanks. did that really beautifully. Well, it wasn't me. I mean, I wish I could take credit, but honestly, like I had to be so prayerful about the whole journey because yeah. you're put in these conversations where, where you're expected to be real and honest. And sometimes there's those weird lines of like, how honest and real am I supposed to be yeah. while also like pre- re- representing Christ? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And were you dating anybody when you were filming the first season? I was not, not the okay. first season. Yeah, yeah. Um, towards the end of it, he Yelling came it. in the picture. Yes. Okay, okay. When you were doing the first season of the show, did you think, oh, I bet this will help me meet somebody? Like, did you ever think, oh, this will be the thing I've been waiting on will come because of this? Uh, they, so that was their kind of ploy to get me yeah. on the show. They're like, come on, we're going to find you your future husband <laughs> and you can share your life and your music with the world. And I was like, well, we can, uh, we can see if that's how it's going to happen. Yeah. I thought they tried to set me up with Jackson. Yeah. I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with who he is or watch that interaction between us, but, um, we didn't really connect on a lot of levels. Like yeah. he was attractive, um, and athletic, but. I, d- I just didn't think they got what I was looking for in a yeah. future husband. Yeah. So here's a fun question, then we'll go back to some serious stuff. What do we not know about being on a reality show? What do you not know about being on a reality show? Um, is the editing, everybody's always like, uh, the editing. Is it true right? that the editing is part of the storytelling? I mean, there's definitely edit. There has to be, like, just right. like your show, you yep. have to edit or else you're going to have too much content. Right, right, and right. And the story's going to be all over the place. So they have to keep it... Um, flowing in a consistent like storyline mm-hmm. but I will say the events are or the things that you're seeing are based on true events yeah. so you know they basically show our our planning of our wedding this season yeah. as well as getting married they're at our wedding yeah and Rachel and I did have some confrontation about her and her marriage and yeah. so we really are kind of replaying the things that have already happened or that are happening yeah do you talk to any of them when you're not filming like do you see them out and I do um Rachel and I talk pretty consistently there's Allie and Elisa and I text um because everybody lives here we all live so you're gonna see each other yeah (laughs) exactly Exactly. okay so Dre did you already live in Nashville when did you move here I moved here about a year and a half ago okay from where I was in Missouri okay how come I was in medical school there so okay. I grew up in Seattle, but then moved to St. Louis and then have been at school at University of Missouri. Okay. And then undergrad. came here to continue working. Yep. Exactly. Okay. And did you already know who she was when you moved here? Mm-mm. No. No. How uh, did y'all meet? Not that famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I think you are. I mean, people yeah. can hear your music in the world, so you never know. Right. So we originally met, um, well, it's kind of a roundabout story. I, I came to Nashville swearing like I wouldn't date anyone because I'm like, I need to focus on meeting friends and yeah. I'm way too busy with my job. So yeah. um, I was, it wasn't even in my mind. And yeah, then, it was blinders on. Yeah. Right. Right. Focus. <laughs> and you were like, listen, you ain't um, seen me yet. I know. <laughs> and then well, she lives with or lived with a married couple at the time. And I went out and just had a meet up with a couple of friends and they ended Spike up being ball. there. And they, okay. 
were like, are you single? And I'm like, well, why do you ask? And like, we have someone you have to meet. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of married to my job right now. Yeah. So um, they introduced the idea, but we officially met at small group and I could see what they were talking about. Oh, okay. Time. So y'all all went to the same church? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Which, is it Midtown? It is. Okay. Yes, fellowship. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so y'all, you just showed up at their small group? Well, that's what was so funny was they were talking about her and all this. And, it, it you know, um, for the next couple of weeks, we didn't really think about it. It was just a fun idea that we Did they mentioned. talk to you about him as well? Oh, yeah. My roommate, the female of the... Um, of the married couple. Yeah. She texted me and was and had sent me this blurry Snapchat of him when they were playing spike ball and she had written, Your future husband. Uh-uh. No kidding. And she said that before. So sure. I didn't really think anything of it. Um, I did go look him up on Facebook. Well, for and sure. I was like, Okay, he's cute. Right. Oh, he's a doctor. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he loves Jesus. Okay, well, yeah. maybe. But then I was like, I mean, unless he were to do something, I'm not the type to sure. text him or try to send him any kind of messages. So right. you're not going to slide. No sliding no into the sliding DMs. No sliding into the DMs. I respect that mm-hmm. so much. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so you end up just going to Midtown. How did you end up picking Midtown? So I tried a number of churches whenever I first moved here. Um kind of a whole church shopping thing. Yeah. And then it was most, I think the style of church I was most comfortable with, um, just loved kind of their very real messages, authentic yeah. worship. And then yeah. they're big on small groups, kind of making the big, their bigger church small um, yeah. and intimate. So I had already met a couple people, went to like some of their socials over the summer and met a couple people that they were the ones who invited me to their small group. And okay. as it so happened, she was there coincidentally at that small group. So yeah, um, yeah. so I got plugged in that way, but also met her and I was like, no, I'm still not dating anyone. But I'm like, wait, wait, should I alter that? Let yeah, me yeah, pray yeah. about this. Yeah, let me ask the Lord yeah. about this rule. Did please, I make it Lord, please. <laughs> um, can we talk for a second about church shopping? Because yes. it's something that a lot of people have to do when they move to a new city. Right. I haven't moved to a new city in a long time, but when I did move here, um, I kind of walked through the same thing. I'm sure you did too, Jessica. Oh, but yeah. How did you decide where to go? Did you love your church in Missouri? Yeah, I did. And I've been there for eight years and met oh, wow. so many friends. And when you feel so plugged in and every weekend you go, you have friends that you love connecting with um, and a sermon that you love to hear and, and receive and a, a place you love to participate in. Um, it is hard to think about, oh, I, I'm leaving all this and I'm hoping to find something that was as meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... Luckily, you know, where I was to Nashville was only five hours apart. So there was enough people that had connections here that could basically just say, hey, where do I need to check out? And I got this big, long list of places from people I I respected and I knew their faiths and knew they were somewhat similar to me um, in in the style that they look for. So they so I had I don't know, a list of six, seven places and every weekend I'd just go to a different one. And if I was like I tried, I I think what was good challenging for me but good was I tried to say I may be uncomfortable because it's different but don't let that scare you Mm, so because it's just because it's different doesn't mean it might just mean it's unfamiliar but I also need to have an open mind because I can't can't be trying to just replicate what I had it's like I gotta move forward to wherever God's calling the next place man that's such a good word you can't just replicate what you had like moving to a new city finding a new church is not finding the church you had in the old city in a new place we're all we're we're scared of change too sometimes especially when the the previous thing was good so yeah it was a little bit of a step of faith but it was prayerful in the process and um 
yeah, it worked out great. We're really happy at the church we're at. Yeah. What made Nashville the right answer? Was it just like that's where the school told you to go? Yeah. Or did you feel like the Lord said that? Or is it a combo? Or Right. So whenever you're in medical school and you're looking for your next job, they have a your fourth year of medical school, they have a big, long interview process. And okay. I went to 10 different places all over kind of the southeast and Midwest. That, that was the area I was looking for because it was close to family. Mm-hmm. And it was Nashville was a place I had been to a couple of times and I'd loved being there and it has an amazing um, training program here that to continue I'm doing anesthesia right now okay. um, my training in that and so it was that and then there were a couple other places but it, it, it was when it comes down to it it was the right combination of great training but a great city and yeah. so I don't know. There's a lot of little factors you can consider but that it really came down to those things yeah. and so I ranked being in Nashville as the number one on my list, and they have a big match day in March um, before it's like you move. Sorority fraternity exactly. all over again. <laughs> you, you literally open your letter and you find out where you're going to go yeah. the next four years. So, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was here. Okay. So, this is what I think is so fascinating about stories like this. The whole time you just live here. I just live here. You just live just here. Waiting. Just waiting. She's on just him. waiting for me. <laughs> when will he get here? When will he ever be ready for right. Nashville? Yeah. I mean, because during all that time, you can't, obviously you didn't know any of that was going on. What were you thinking about your singleness and about getting married and, and about what was going on in that part of your life? So I'd say the, the later part of my twenties, I was getting pretty frustrated in the dating game and I was just ready. You know, I I was always, I was that girl that always thought she would get married in college or right out of college. And so when that didn't happen, I was like, okay, it's fine. You know, I'm just going to enjoy my 20s. And then you turn 26 and you're like, okay, I'm just tired of dating. Like, I just want to know. Yeah, why is 26 the year for some reason? I don't know. (laughs) People get real feels at 26. (laughs) I was feeling my feels. Same, Um, same. But yeah, so I just, I made a conscious decision that from this point on, I think around the age of 26, if I was ever interested in a guy, I was going to immediately start praying over it, um, okay. over him, over whether or not I needed to keep interest, um, whether or not you know I need to let down my guard or keep my heart protected. Because there had just been other times when I would try to figure it out on my own and I, I would let the guy in too soon and it would make for such a worse breakup whenever, yeah. you know, he wasn't who God had for me. Right. And um, I think God was just teaching me the older I got that, okay, I got you. You don't have to worry mm-hmm. about this area of your life. Trust me. And, you know, there's going to be guys that you can be interested in and you're going to learn things that you like, things that you don't. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm going to let you know when it's your husband. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. It was so cool how he confirmed that Andreas was the man for me. Yeah, so how did you know? So I, when he showed up at our small group that first night, it was really weird, the instant chemistry that we had. Um, like, And I was trying to play it cool, Annie, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, whatever, I was yeah, fine. Yeah, you have to. There's no choice. You have to play it cool. <laughs> yeah, I get exactly. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, so, this girl's so cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's playing it so cool. I can't believe it. <laughs> so I didn't really pay him attention. Um, in fact, he, like, had to introduce himself at the end of the night. But it was... How many people are in the small group? There's about 12 of us, 12 to 15. Are there single people too? Fewer now than there were. There yeah. were about five of us, and now I think four of us are engaged or, okay. or married at this point. Listen, get in a small know. group, people. Y'all should come to our small, get group. A small group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, 
So yeah, I I was having a hard time not like looking in his direction during it was like a distraction. Yeah. From this message. From the word of God. Yeah, from the word of God. <laughs> what is this? So anyways, I he introduced himself and we had a pretty cute first interaction and I remember going home and talking to my roommate who yeah. had told me about him in the first place and I was like, so that Andreas like I mean, we kind of seem to have a thing, right? Like, did you notice it? And she, and she didn't want to push him or anything because she knew usually if she's, like, in favor or not in favor, I go the opposite for some reason. Okay. I don't know. We have, like... I have some friends like that, too, where I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's what you think I should do? Opposite. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, for some reason. I don't know why. So she was very just didn't have an opinion about it. She was like, I don't know. I was like, we did. We had it. We had a connection. I know we did. <laughs> And then uh, the next week, we got to talk more. And the next week, we got to talk more. Okay, so that's easy to say now. Like, the next week, the next week. But, Mm -hmm. like, the third day in between the two weeks, you're just sitting there going, like, am I going to see him again? Is he going to come back? absolutely. Are you, like, stalking his Instagram? Uh, He's not very active on it. brutal. (laughs) I know. It didn't really do much for me. Yeah. But y'all didn't, like, you didn't, like, call her. There wasn't, like, interaction Mm -hmm. in between. No, I was... I think the first time, I mean, I, I felt that chemistry as well the first time, but I was in a kind of an in-between where I, I really did come to Nashville. Like, I, I really want to try not to date someone yeah. because, it, like, I feel I honestly felt kind of called to this place to really invest in relationships, like friendships, and just, um, I don't know, do my job really, really well. And I was I had a lot of peace about that. You're like, God, I but, know why I'm going to this city. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. it was cool because I had a lot of confidence in doing that. Right. But at the same time, when I did meet her, it kind of shook things up a little bit yeah. to where there were a couple things going through my head. I was like, she's in my small group, which to me, small group is definitely a sacred place. And I don't yeah. want to just try dating someone just to kind of casually without being thoughtful about it when it comes to small group because, you know, that's that's kind of where a place you go to get, um, I don't know, connected with people that you really care about. And um, you don't want to let a romantic relationship that is not thought about interfere with or make a situation awkward. Yeah. Um, and our leader did say that our leader. I was there first, if anything – went foul then he sent me out he's like you're gone I'm like man I thought we were friends you invited me (laughs) and he's like no I I didn't mean that that serious but (laughs) no I mean it was I just want to be really thoughtful about it so I think I learned as I got older to be more direct about let's just get together sometime um I think I definitely took a step back and said let me just give it more time and Mm. um so I, I did take the time to you know, talk for the next game. week. Yeah, and, played that slow um, game. Then it kind of escalated after a couple of weeks. A Actually, a kind of a neat story where God was working on me yeah. within all of this. This is the most fun part because you never know what's going on in the other person's head. Right. At the time. Right. So three weeks going by feels fine unless you're on like day 14 and right. then it doesn't feel fine. Right. But when y'all tell the story, it's so like, oh, yeah, I have no idea what he's thinking or mm-hmm. he has no idea what I'm thinking, you know? So mm-hmm. this is the fun part. So I had the idea that he's interested, but he wasn't really like pursuing me, which was annoying. Um, but there's a time that, I don't know, we had started texting at this point and I hadn't heard from him in a couple days and I was really wanting to talk to him. Yeah. And I remember having a really hard time um, not knowing whether or not I should text him. I was like, I know this isn't a big deal. It's not going to be make or break. Oh my gosh. How many times have I had this conversation? It's not a big deal. It's not going <laughs> to, I can't deal. ruin what God's doing if I send a text. Right. But also. But I will say yeah. I, I withheld. I, yeah. I restrained myself and he literally texted me like 
in the hour. Yeah. And I remember just like taking this deep breath and being like, wow, thank you, God, that you kind of like held me back yeah. because then we talked later once, I don't know, we had been talking more regularly at that point. And I brought that up and he was like, I kind of was testing you a little bit just mm-hmm. to, because I think God, girls have pursued him before and it hasn't been, I don't know, I'll let you talk about that actually. Do you remember this conversation? Yeah, I do. No, I, I think I think it was just knowing that she was okay where she was, and um, and I mean it's I think it's hard when you're really into someone because I was definitely feeling an urge, but I also I, I was still playing I think cautious, and I'm the same way as her where if someone's really pushing things, um, it it maybe scares me a little bit, and yeah. so I was like, okay, I just I you know I'm just gonna let the process kind of carry itself and. Yeah. I was also, I think, trying to play it smooth and, and be like, okay, I don't want to seem too eager because I was, you know, I think guys have sometimes fears too of being a little pushy when yeah. you're around a girl that you're like, oh man, she's really cute, and yeah. I just want to kind of impress her a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it was it was kind of a balance for me too at that point. The reason I share that story is it was a lesson for me to learn. Like, I really don't have to force anything. Like, I can just trust that if God's in it, the process is gonna work out the way it needs to and we'll continue growing in that relationship so so one of the things you said that I think sometimes men and women have a hard time with is you didn't say something wrong but you said I knew he was interested in me like how did you know you could trust your gut because I think a lot of times people I think the healthiest people trust their gut sure I think it's one of the things we can do for ourselves is learn to trust our gut Mm -hmm. how did you learn that and how did you know I think he was pretty obvious in his flirting with me, mm-hmm. which I did pause and think, well, what if he does this with all the girls, you know, because sure. I didn't know. She asked me that mm-hmm. the first time we went out. <laughs> yeah, really? I was like, like, are you this smooth? Do you date a lot of girls or are I you did. just like this? I mean, do you hear his voice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, Mr. Suave. And you're like, man, I moved here to date nobody. So. I'm like, you're getting the wrong impression, lady. <laughs> yeah. it's- Except that's not what he said. He was like, yeah, I date. (laughs) Oh, man. The things we say versus what we actually actually is going on in the background. Sure. It's the best part. Okay, so how how did you learn? I think it was, it's just, I mean, I've dated quite a bit. An embarrassing amount of dating in my 20s, I think. But. I don't think that's true, by the way. I don't think, I think people should be dating. Oh, but I did so. Well, maybe it's okay. You can decide. I There's just a don't lot think. of like one one and dones, you know, like yeah. oh, we go out. It was a good dinner, but not gonna go. So it gets yeah. discouraging after you do that so yes. many times. First dates. You're like, could yes. this be my last first date? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, exactly. So I think I started learning what it looked like to have a guy that was truly interested in you mm-hmm. when his words matched his actions. Oh wow. And he was truly like intentional about it sounds so Christian, no, 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 but no. you know, whenever he like really did make the effort to talk to you and make you feel special, and I'm a big uh, fan of chivalry. Yeah, and so that was always important to me. Whenever a man was like, he wanted to be the man in the relationship and wanted to, you know, open my doors and pay for my meal, and I mean, not that I have to be a princess or anything, but you know what sure. I mean. Like, I just want a guy to. Um, respect me and treat me the way that my dad always told me that women should be treated. So, yeah. yeah. And did you, um, do you feel like you've gotten better at trusting yourself the more you've been in relationships? 
I think so. And I honestly, I don't know if it's so much I trust myself or I trust like when the Holy Spirit is, mm. is you know, ringing and giving yeah. me that alarm of like, okay, pay attention here. Like something's off or, yeah. okay, this is a moment that I want you to be in and like really press in. And so it just depends on am I in tune with the Spirit that day or am I not? And if I'm not, mm-hmm. then usually my guesses aren't that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't really trust myself. Yeah, uh-uh. yeah. So after small, how many weeks of small group before we all in the same group before you asked her out? Let's see, I think it was three weeks after I asked her out. And so there were a couple of times we met up at, or saw each other at small groups, started talking, got to know each other better. And originally, as I mentioned, that married couple that wanted to set us up, they had they said, you need to come over for dinner sometime oh, or brilliant. something like that. Thank you, married couples. <clears throat> come on. They stopped mentioning that. <laughs> oh, and, no. And, and so, so I went up to them. They had actually recently just moved, had boxes everywhere. And I went up to um, the guy. His name was Rob. And I said to Wait, Rob. Wait, is it Rob and Emily? No. No. Okay. I was no, going to no. be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I went up to Rob. I'm like, so uh, how about that dinner? You know, can we still make that happen sometime? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that'd be fun. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, maybe in like a couple of weeks, we should definitely, you know, get you over sometime because they were busy. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's probably, that's probably true. <laughs> like they are really busy in boxes. And then like, I, I got this idea in my head. I'm like, okay. I went over to Joe and I said, Joe, how about that dinner sometimes? She's like, come over tomorrow. <laughs> Brilliant. I know. So yeah, you knew. Yeah, she was she was definitely on board. She knew what I was thinking. Yeah. And so we went, we ended up um we went over to their house, but they actually recently moved in and we're still getting things figured out. And so kind of threw things for a loop and I went over there and we decided to go out to eat and okay. um, the four of you. Have went, you been to Plaza Mariachi? Oh yes. Well done. Oh, That's where y'all went. Oh yeah. And it was a Thursday night. So <laughs> So you're dancing. So yeah. there's music. And, yeah. I, and I was actually I had broken my toe at the time and I was in a big boot. Oh my god. We still got out there and danced anyway. He's still so dancing in his boot. So did it feel like a date? Did you know it was a date? It felt like a date, but it wasn't a date because my roommates had invited him to dinner, and I was just kind of like, you know, a tag also along. invited, also right. invited, right? So I was like, Jess, I didn't know you were coming. Is that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! No, what okay. a surprise! Okay. Wow, how convenient! Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, we get to the end of the meal, and it's like that awkward. They invited him to dinner, so they they're gonna take care of his meal. Yeah. And I figured he wasn't gonna buy mine. I mean, that would have been kind of weird. So I paid for mine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then we we did. We went and danced and. Our roommates still kind of make fun of like how bouncy we were when we were walking together, like yeah. to the car. They're like, "Y'all were just on cloud nine together." It was weird yeah. to watch. And so then what? So she, I think the next day or the or within the next two days, she left for a week to go to Disney World, and I don't think we texted that much. She texted me one night when she was having some Greek food because I'm yeah. Greek and. All that. And then when she... What is the rule about when she texts you? Like, were you oh, like, oh, yeah, know. or were you like... I think... Because I honestly you don't like know. that she held back. Yeah, I know. I think I think it definitely depends on, on the girl. Yeah. Um, and if she's been te- been texting you a lot yeah, or... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it really was because Jess did things maybe a little differently than I thought. Like, she was very um, upfront and direct, um, but not not to the point where she her, you know, went over the top and was pushy with me or anything. She was just very clear. She didn't play games, which in the past I dated people who did. And it was Mm -hmm. like, this feels like uncomfortable. But I was someone who actually didn't trust my gut as much. I'm like, what should it, what should it be like? And 
Um, so I was like, is this, is this normal? And, um, yeah. So what are you saying to God during all this? I'm like, just, I was just praying. I'm like, let me just take it slow. And if you want me to reach out, just, um, kind of guide me in that. And, um, I did, I ended up, she ended up coming back and I was like, you know, you haven't Disney withdrawals yet. Cause everyone who goes to Disney world is on cloud nine as well. So she's like, yeah, it's terrible. I'm like, (laughs) do you think coffee or or smoothies would fix that? And she's like, I think coffee. So we went out to to Starbucks and that was our first date. Well done. And did you like, when that happened, were you like, Oh, yeah. Well, that was that the was time when texting. I was like, oh, should I? T-? I mean, he knows oh, I'm back in when. town. Oh, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't know if I should, like, remind him I'm back in town. Right. Um, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. <laughs> hey, don't ever give it up my calendar, but I am officially back, so. <laughs> he knew I was. Um, anyway, so, yes, when I, when I saw that he texted, I was like, and it was a flirty, like, wants to probably go somewhere text. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is great. Okay. I was so excited. Did y'all, and so then that just kicked off, and there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the first time we got one-on-one, um, you know, a couple hours together, yeah. and I, I got to know that she was a lot a lot more than, you know, a great personality and um, very attractive. Like, she was very godly, and that was probably the most attractive part. And I think that, that night was, a, I don't know, a very kind of solidifying time for me. I'm like, whoa, I need to, like, kind of really consider, like, switching my mentality as far as um waiting to date and all that because i did just ask her out on a date and um and she's like someone i haven't met before okay and you thought that you thought i've never met anybody like this before yeah definitely so sweet that's very sweet (laughs) i really like it i'm having a great time so far All right, friends, just interrupting this great conversation for just a second to tell you about some of our sponsors for today's episode. First of all, Rothy's. You guys, I got my own pair of Rothy's. They are so cute and so comfortable, and they're sustainable and really comfortable enough for everyday wear. They're the cutest pink flats. I love them so much. If you are also ready for the most comfortable flat you've ever worn that you can wear all day for any occasions, this is the shoe for you. They are making flats from recycled water bottles, and they are so cute. Y'all are going to love them. So Rothy's is like an everyday flat for you gals for the life on the go. Stylish, classic, comfortable. And it comes in four styles, the flat, the point, the loafer, and the sneaker. For women and girls, I got the pink point, and they are so cute and so I mean, I literally put them on and did not want to take them off. My sister was with me and I was like, oh my gosh, look at these new shoes I got. And she pulls a pair out of her suitcase as well and was like, they're my favorite. And I had no idea. It is just amazing. I love them. You've got to check these shoes out. It's going to blow your mind that they're made from recycled plastic water bottles because they're so soft when you put them on their feet. And they have reached almost 20 million recycled plastic bottles, which is amazing. And they're machine washable, which is important because, you know, feet. So I love my Rothy's, and I know you will too. So right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for my friends. If you use the code SOUNDSFUN, you will get a free shipping with no minimum. So go to rothys.com, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, and enter SOUNDSFUN to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. It's a no-brainer. The shoes are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, and with free shipping. So go get yourself a pair today, friends, rothys.com. And remember, the code is sounds fun. So hurry and get this deal while it lasts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Prep Dish. 
PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. And when you sign up, you'll receive an email every week with a grocery list and instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time. After only one to three hours of prepping on the weekend, you'll have all your meals ready for the entire week. It's a great time to listen to podcasts when you're prepping for your week's worth of food. And you'll save time and have amazingly delicious meals like smoky paprika chicken legs with a trio of roasted vegetables or that turkey and zucchini lasagna. In addition to the gluten-free and paleo meal plans, PrepDish is now offering, as of the new year, keto meal plans, which I think is awesome. If you've been curious about keto, try it out free for two weeks. Check out PrepDish.com slash Annie for a keto beginner's menu and to get your first two weeks for free. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash Annie, and your first two weeks are free. This is a no-brainer. You guys are going to love it. Thanks, Prep Dish. We think you are awesome. Okay, so what month is this? When did y'all kick off? This is the yeah. end of 2017. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. We've known each other a while. What? <laughs> that does kind of been so long now, you guys. Um, okay, so that was the end of 2017. Yeah. And that's when y'all started dating. Right. And so did you break up at any point? No. Never. No, I Never wouldn't, I wouldn't let her. Really? You're no, like, I'm, we ain't there. No times way. I tried. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope, no. No, and that's the other thing is like, so I told you I'd talked to my roommate that first night about, did you see the connection? I like wrote about it in my prayer journal too. Yeah. And I was consistently praying about him and, you know, the Lord, it was like he put Andreas on my heart to pray for. And we weren't even dating at the point. Like yeah. we had just met and shared, you know. He worked, and I don't know. I uh, I remember texting him a verse that I felt like the Lord wanted me to send him. Were you and nervous? A little bit, because I didn't want to give him the wrong impression that like I'm this over spiritualized girl yeah, that's trying yeah, to like yeah. impress him or anything. But I did feel like the Lord wanted me to send him this verse, and it was James one nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, slow to be quick to listen, yes. slow to speak. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I actually, I had the same verse, you know, I was at the hospital that day and for some reason that verse has always stuck out to me to put it on my note sheet when I interview or talk to patients oh, um, wow. because I'm like, I need to, so many doctors are so quick to speak and the more you listen to patients, the more they actually feel cared for. And that's just as important as treating their actual medical problems. Um, but I was looking at that when she texted me, so I took a picture of that and sent it back to her and yeah, she was like, it was on his sheet in the world? that he had printed oh, out. Gosh. I was like, oh. And so, like, little confirmations like that along the way, I was like, okay, God, I see you. Yeah. Confirming things. and Yeah. So one of the questions I always ask my friends who come on the show that are faith people is, what is it like for you to hear God? How do you hear God? Because we're all so different. Right. So so when you say, I felt like I I was supposed to send him a verse, what did that feel like? Tell me about that moment when you're sitting there with your journal or your Bible or whatever. So when I'm in the Word... And I'm reading something, if he brings somebody to mind, or if I'm praying and he brings... And when you say he brings someone to mind, it means you're just reading and suddenly you're thinking of your sister, or suddenly you're thinking of a friend, or suddenly you're thinking of him. Right. And you're like, oh, am I supposed... Does this matter? Right. Yeah. Okay. Keep Um, going. Sorry. So I'm reading the Word, and, and I come across this verse, and the Lord, you know, says, yeah, there's a reason I put Andreas on your heart whenever Mm. you're reading this verse. And so... Sometimes I'll be like, are you sure? Like, are you wanting me to send this to him? You know, I'll wrestle with him, wrestle with God for a little bit over it. But um, usually whenever I'm obedient, it 
the result's always positive and yeah. either that person needed to hear it or I needed to see that that was an important verse to them or, yeah. you know what I mean? What is it like for you to hear God? So I think for me, it's, for a long time, I, I think I expected to hear like audible voices and yeah. whatnot. And I've never been someone who necessarily relates to God in, in that way. And I was just like, do I have strong enough faith or is something like, am I not praying hard enough? Or, yeah. um, But then I, I think to me, it started to dawn on me and, and I was taught like people interact differently with the Lord and he connects and reaches people differently. And it was cool a couple years back. I think it was uh, John 1, 1, where it's in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And yeah. understanding that the actual, the Word of God is like God, you know, in a book and His character, and He can speak to us a lot in that way. And, uh, and one of, the, I think, the best investments in, in my faith I ever made was back in my senior year of college, my roommate and I had this thing we called the ultimate memorization challenge oh where gosh. we try to get two verses a week for the entire year. And, no way. Yeah. And, and it was some... Just come back. I didn't land. Right? <laughs> Just voluntarily memorizing <laughs> scriptures of 22-year-old. Uh, All right. We see you, Jordan. And he quotes them today. And I'm just like... So attracted to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so y'all just decided. Yeah. Well, was he in medical school too, or y'all just no? Both he wasn't smart. He okay. was just one of my roommates and gung ho. I needed yeah. a, I needed an accountability buddy to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, why did it, you want to do that? A pastor had told me it was always scripture memorization was the gift that keeps giving um, mm. because no matter what, when you when you get it into your heart and your mind, um, it'll come back up later, and it'll be the more of God and the more of the Word you have in you the more you carry with you and, mm-hmm. and you don't need a, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's with you. And so it's amazing too, how much some of those verses along the way is I go through something hard and it's like, I start praying and something, one of those just comes to my mind, something encouraging. One of the verses the other day, um, Jess and I were talking about, um, something that was discouraging to her and, um, is Galatians six, nine is do, um, do not grow weary in doing good for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. And how many times that has, in, you know, if I'm just be getting crushed at the hospital yeah. with the hours that I work or um, even in dating, if you get discouraged um, by how you're going about it. Sometimes as Christians, I think we get discouraged because you want to do it in a godly way. And that sometimes places limitations that you feel on you. Mm. But it's, you know, if it, you say it's, do not grow weary in doing good or doing it this way, for at the proper time you'll reap a harvest, um, which I don't. I don't mean to say like it'll it'll definitely work out or it'll definitely be the way we think it will. But at the proper time, you know, God just calls us to to do not grow weary in doing good, and He'll take care of the harvest. And so that's I think one of the ways that He's spoken to, to me is through um, I don't know, Bible verses when I'm reading the Bible. Just things jump out and I carry them with me, and yeah. So you did two verses a week for a whole school year. Mm-hmm. So like a hundred something probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a whole like box of note cards and he'll still sometimes go through them. Yeah. And he's challenged me this year as a resolution to learn three verses a month. She's so, been doing it. Like too. memorize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you're doing it. I am. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> you want to give us one? Sure. Um, Matthew 7, 7. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Just having that. And, and they aren't long. No. But have you done chapters yet? 
Oh, gosh. No, and no, either. Oh, man. <laughs> just <laughs> books. Like, just uh, books. Yeah. Have you got the whole thing memorized yet? Because I do. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I don't either. But there are some people who memorize like, the whole book of James. And I'm like, good on you. Yeah. Power to you. I've seen like six-year-olds do that too. I'm like, oh, gosh. It I makes know. me feel like. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so y'all never broke up. So you got engaged. You got married in August. Got engaged when? March. March. Okay. Yeah, March Oh, my gosh. So y'all only dated like three months and you were like, Okay. Yeah, it was probably about five total, okay. and um, but it was quick. I mean, yeah. what was what was cool about Jess that was different than anything I'd been through was she's very honest and she seeks honesty. And for me, I'm definitely more reserved when it comes to taking time to open up or um, just I don't. I'm not used to saying, "Hey, here's my intentions. Here's mm-hmm. my um, what I'm looking for. Here, let me ask you these questions that I think people wait years to get as real with each other." Um, so, you know, we were both in our late twenties and saying, I think I know what I'm shooting for, but let's be, let's be somewhat forward, not to the point of taking away fun and enjoyable, enjoying the process, but to be able to say, you know, let's be purposeful about this and really get to know each other. Um, so I think it moved quicker because at the point when we did get engaged, uh, there were a lot of people that were saying it's too soon. Like, how could you possibly know? But it was weird how much confidence I had at that point. Really, you just like her. knew. Yeah, and I'm like, I feel like I know this girl better than, yeah. you know, we've been through a lot together, talked about so many things. And when we, whenever we did premarital counseling, it's like, wait, we've talked about most of this stuff already. Yeah. So. When did you know? Did you like have like a God moment or, or did it <laughs> always? Ask them this, she all asked me this all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, no. so no, like when, did, like, was like, there time, like a moment? <laughs> Give me the moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, there isn't one. No, I mean, I, I go back to... I think it was this time. I think it was this time. But I mean, it was probably within the first month, month and a half of of dating. And it's just like, it's just a matter of time to where I was like, okay, how am I going to have the money and the plan to get a ring and give it to her? Like yeah. just, you know, at that point, because I had, I had bought a ring in January. So we had only been um, what, dating two or three months at that time. But it was just a matter of time to Okay, I had to figure out her dad is five hours away, and I'm, I have a you know six day a week schedule. He's so an how do I? Planner. I, I yeah, <laughs> but like, it made it work. It, it made it's it work. Great. Yeah, yeah. How? When did you know? I knew pretty early on. I think. Had you felt that before? Had you thought with other men, this could be the right guy? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for be, being truthful about that because I've been, no, I've thought not. that like. If this is the right guy, this is when I knew. And right? it's like, nope, not the right guy. But that is the difference that I thought that about other guys, and then there'd be that breaking point. Yeah. Either for him or, or me. And that never happened with Dre. So yeah. um, one moment that sticks out is early on in the relationship. We actually just read about this in a book that we had been writing back and forth into each other. But he had come over. It was before a flight I had that day. And we had just spent time together. And we, like, jumped on the trampoline together. And we were just yeah. enjoying each other's company. And And it was right after he had had, like, a... 24-hour shift so he he probably should have gone home and slept but instead he chose to come over and spend time with me and then take me to the airport and I just remember thinking like he loves me like that is a and and we just really enjoyed each other's company and and met on so many different levels um that I just thought yeah this could totally be my husband Yeah. yeah and so you get engaged in March get married in August that feel like a fast wedding to you or, or cause a lot of people would say six months or a year, but when you're also in your late twenties, it's like, right. Let's, we just want to live life together. Let's go. Right. Yeah. I think he had mentioned that I was more direct than 
girls he had yeah. dated in the past. And I think that was something that changed for me in the dating game when I got into my later 20s because I was like, I just want guys to know, like, this is what I'm what I'm after. This is who I am. Yeah. And if it's not the time for you or what you're looking for, then let's not waste each other's time, right. you know? Right, right. And so it was nice that he actually, like, appreciated that and was on the same train of thought. Um, and he also reciprocated that openness and honest honesty. Yeah. Yes, it does sound like it went quick, but... I'm for that, though. You Come know, on. like... I like it. It's weird that the whole saying of when you know, you know. Yeah. We were both kind of under the, I think, mindset of how quickly can we plan a wedding and do premarital counseling and um, get married? Like, yeah. it's like, why, if we could do it sooner, why wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, just because we, I think we both did have a lot of uh, reassurance about yeah. where we were going. It wasn't like, let's get engaged and then see how we feel. Right, it was right. like, no, we, we know and we really don't want to want to do this yeah and so you had come to nashville to not date and to just work <laughs> and you end up falling in love and being on a reality show yeah my buddy still give me trouble about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet. what was that i mean did that feel like well here we go i mean yeah i mean it was i think it was an example of god will take you on any detours he wants to yeah. because the way we plan it out especially for all the type a planners out there like me um he just he'll do it his way and it yeah. you know in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. And so it's, uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, it was a cool ride just to kind of put your hands up in the air and say, all right, where to next? And, yeah. Uh, and it was so cool, just like God's timing and the whole thing, because first right. season before I knew Dre, here I was really showing like my true dating history in this one relationship that they had me in with Jackson or were showing me in with Jackson and it did. It like showed how I was just kind of like ready and it was discouraging to always have these failed attempts, but also hopeful. Like I still yeah. knew God had that for me. And then next season we're coming on the yeah. show with our engagement. Yeah. And people are like, what? Wait, <laughs> you're, you're engaged? Like that's right. quick. And I don't know. I feel like we've been able to share just God's faithfulness in the whole thing yeah. and how he just exceeded all expectations. That verse about um, he will... It's right here. What Ephesians 3.20. Yes. Able to do immensely more than oh, we could ask so or imagine. Convenient. Yeah, that's yeah, great. yeah. See? It's, I have it hanging on my wall. I love it. And, and do you feel that's true, true too? Do you feel like that's what he did? Did yeah. he Ephesians 3.20? Definitely. And yeah, <laughs> totally. I don't, I'm speechless because I'm like, I couldn't have planned it better. Like this year was totally unexpected. I didn't think I'd meet a girl. I thought I'd be busy with work and... Um, I didn't think I'd, you know, be with her on a show, trying to show what God's doing in our relationship yeah. and get married and, um, yeah, totally unexpected, but exceedingly more than I could have asked for or expected. If you could do dating differently before y'all met each other, is there anything you would do differently? I, I don't think I would. I, I feel like even though I, I kind of talk negatively about how exhausting dating was, it was also fun, and yeah. I met a lot of great men in the process, and I did learn a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I think probably the biggest lesson that I learned in dating was just the the wisdom in protecting your heart mm. and guarding your heart because it truly is the wellspring of all life. And as soon as we think our security is in another person or in just that be like in a relationship that's 
for me, it's been a detriment to to my life. Like I, I forget that, no, it's God that is my rock. And I don't have to have a person. I don't have to have this person in order to feel secure because that's not how he created it, you know? And so, um, I think that was my biggest lesson in, in dating. And as soon as I was starting to apply that dating was just like anything else. It was like, okay, this is an experience the Lord is giving me and we'll see where it goes. And everything becomes a gift. Right. Exactly. When you take the pressure off of other people to fulfill you. Such a good word. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So what would, is there anything you would do different? I don't know. I've been thinking about that since she's been talking. Um, big story is I ended up with her, so it's hard to say I should do it different, but I was kind of the guy who I look back and say, man, I didn't have a lot of like really great dating relationships. Like I, I felt like I, Maybe, you know, my parents got divorced at an early age and um, I didn't necessarily feel like I got a lot of guidance in that area. And so it was more of a, let's learn how to even do this um, by trying and, you know, struggling a little bit and, you know, had some relationships that I was like, man, I I just feel like frustrated because I don't know how to make this work well and forcing things that maybe shouldn't have been there longer because I'm like, this should work if two Christians are together and um, you should be able to love each other the way or, mm. and, and, you know, it, it just, a couple of the, or experience like that didn't, didn't work for me. And, um, yeah, it, it was, it was hard, but it was also a, a great, I think the, the thing that helped me was I kept coming back to, um, my friends and the Lord and trying to learn through it and asking questions and just, I think the biggest thing is I, w- I wish I would have been open about things that I was having a hard time with earlier. Because it took, you know, a while into my, you know, mid twenties, low twenties, to be able to say, "Hey, I'm having a hard time with this. Like, can you teach me what what right. is going on? Like, just being real about some of that stuff." And um, yeah, then I actually got some really wise opinions from some men in my life and um, and their wives too, and and that really helped me say, "Oh, this is what pursuing a woman looks like. Yeah. This is what it looks like to." Um, do it in a godly way or or try to be a spiritual leader. Um, yeah, how much do married couples matter to y'all in your dating? I would I say so much. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Getting to live with the married couple that I yeah. lived with was such a gift to me because they love the Lord. And, you know, it wasn't like they had this perfect marriage. I don't think there is such a thing. Right. Um, but the way they dealt with conflict was beautiful because they always included the Lord in the process and you would see humility on both ends at, you know, different points. And it would just, I I got to see them grow and get stronger as this married couple that loves the Lord and wanted to, you know, represent him and and love people well. And so they, and then, you know, they introduced me to. That's right. That's right. I also really appreciated them for that. That's right. I think sometimes married couples are afraid that, being in, involved in some way in a dating relationship is detrimental to the relationship and not helpful. And I think there's, I think I've often found in dating that the more my married friends speak into things, mm-hmm. I get to make the decision, mm-hmm. but the more they speak into things, I go, well, y'all have crossed the finish line. Mm-hmm. So I should at least listen to something here. Right. right. And I think too, you, you, the question you asked earlier is how can I trust my gut? But when you have people who are outside, who love you and know you, who can say, Yes, you should trust your yeah. gut or, or or just speak some life into that who mm-hmm. who are discerning people. I think yeah. it gives you all the more confidence to keep doing what you're doing or to step back and say, actually, I need to take a look at this because maybe I'm ignoring something. 
So there are people listening. We have men and women who listen who aren't dating anyone and want to be. I have I get emails sometimes from women who are like, I'm in my 20s or sometimes in their 30s and I've never been on a date. What should they do? What should the next? I mean, y'all went to small group, yeah. right? So <laughs> yeah. like, what would you say? What's some advice for people who are a year and a half behind you who are wanting to meet the right person but haven't yet? Sure. I used to think that you or I needed to put myself in the position of being dateable and um, also let guys know, like, hey, I'm available. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, give them, give them some kind of flirty cue to, like, come talk to me. Um, but honestly, I think, again, the the older I've gotten and just the closer I've gotten to the Lord, He really will take care of the details. Yeah. I think you just live your life. You love the Lord. You seek Him first. He knows the desires of your heart. If that's a desire he put there, then it's not going to go away and he's going to fulfill it. And just, You think that's true? I do believe that. Yeah. I know there's people that are like, they don't believe that, but I, I do. Yeah. I, I just think he loves us so much and his word is true. And it says like delight in the Lord and he will fulfill the desires of your heart. And I think if you're truly delighted in the Lord, you're spending time with him. He's the one that's putting that desire there. Yeah. And Maybe it won't be on our timeline that that gets fulfilled, but I know women that have turned 40 and they meet their husband and it's like the biggest and best celebration because it's it's like, yay, we, we ran the race. And what was that verse that you wrote in the journal about we've ran the we fought the good fight. You know, I only memorized that like eight years ago. It was hard to write. <laughs> no, I, I know I did write that to you. You don't remember we the verse. We fought the fight, finished the I, yeah, it's something I, like that. I it's know. like basically fought, kept the, good, the, fought the good fight. It ends with faith. kept the faith. Yeah. yeah. Basically, you didn't they didn't like give up on yeah. believing that, yeah, this is a good thing that the Lord's gonna gonna gift me with. Yeah. And we'll link to all these scriptures in the show notes so that people can nice. go write them down and memorize them themselves. Cause yeah. I think awesome. that's that's really important and really a beautiful part of this. Yeah. What um, do you think? Do you believe that? That everybody that the Lord always Yeah, I do. I do think that there's not a desire in you that he doesn't meet. Mm-hmm. I don't, clearly it doesn't always happen on your timeline. Right. Hello. <laughs> um, but I, well, you know, I was just saying to someone yesterday, like when pastors get up and go like, ask God, pray for the thing you want and he'll either give you that or he'll change your desire. And I'm always like, that's a cop out. <laughs> don't, you don't need to give God, he doesn't need you to do that. You can say to people, pray for what you want. Right. And God's listening. And then he also is going to change us. Right. And I think what I've seen is that the healthier I get, Mm -hmm. the more I pursue emotional, spiritual, and physical health for me, the more I attract people who are doing the same thing. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I end up dating is like, oh, you're running as fast as I'm running. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's try this. And Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, you know? Yeah. If but, I could, could I speak to the yes. kind of the guy's side of things? Yes, I want you to. That's why yeah. I'm here. <laughs> no, so I think, you know, I love I love what's been spoken so far about trusting the Lord in the whole process and how important it is to cover everything that you do with that. Um, I, I He's think, like, but also. I know. I, I think I'd add sort of <laughs> yes, m- maybe this is more for guys who are no, sometimes called to be initiating some yeah. of these things and pursuing. I think some of the things that I felt were – in the church, at least, it it always felt like there is a lot of pressure to um, protect a woman's heart in a good way. But also, I think in my story, what that led to was I would wait 
you know, weeks to months before even asking someone out because I thought I was like, I need to really get to know them as friends before I can um, even show a little bit of interest. And um, I, I, you know, towards the end of medical school, I started asking a lot of my uh, close Christian uh, friends that were girls. I'm like, would you like it if a guy, you know, if, if he wasn't sure, but he just wanted to go out on a date with you? He's like, I haven't had a guy do that in years. Like, yeah. I, you know, they try to slow play and then I don't understand. Things are not clear. And so, you know, this and is... And then it gets too serious to everybody yeah. because, it's, because of that. It's like, yeah. And you're asking behind the scenes and it just gets confusing. And so this is just my perspective. I like but it. I do, I, I was challenged in when I heard a sermon by Matt Chandler mm-hmm. addressing Christian guys. Um, he said, you know, if, if you're hungry, a sandwich doesn't make itself. Like you need to go, you need to go make it. Yeah. Um, so to guys, he's like, if you want to find a wife, like... Are you sitting on your couch all day praying for one, or are you kind of actively involved in the process? And I think as Christian guys, sometimes we are taught, and there maybe is a stigma about, hey, can I just like ask this person out and like just get to know them and not have all this pressure about, will it affect everything else and kind of fear behind it, but just like being willing to take that little bit of a risk and um, say, it doesn't have to work out. We can still be. Um, friends on good terms. Like, Someone's going to get kicked out the small group. Yeah, me saying that. Yeah. Um, but it is like, I think I started being w- more willing to do that as I was like, I just understanding what's in some women's hearts about you said they're, they're women who've never been asked on, on a date. And I wonder how many guys were maybe there, but didn't quite have that yeah. the courage to say, I just should have stepped out and it didn't have to work out. But I know she'd appreciate the gesture or like I would too, just, just trying it. Uh, now that doesn't mean go be reckless. Cause some people I think need to hear the other side of that coin about you need to protect people and you need to not be, um, let me just ask out everyone now and, yeah. and do that. But I think there is an element of saying, um, I need to take a risk here and, and that's okay that it doesn't have to work out from the beginning. You don't have to be certain before you go on a first date. Um, that's a good so, word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like you, so you said you didn't want to date anybody, and then you met me. <laughs> Girl, Jessica, back. Now, do you feel like it was the Lord had anything to do with like kind of pressing that on you to to want to get to know me more, or do you feel like that was more just your curiosity that you wanted to, you know, please? I think it was both. Both. Yeah, yeah I really do because I really was prayerful and and. Tr- actively talking to God on a weekly basis about should I um, date anyone in Nashville, uh-huh. and I, and the thing was Nashville is there's plenty of people in their mid twenties, so there was kind of opportunities for me to yeah. ask people out. But I was like, I you know I was like, no, I, I'm not doing this. I I really want to just kind of stick to stick to the plan, I guess. And it it was an active involving him to be like, you, I feel like you've called me to a certain style. I want you to change that in me if I'm like to be. Um, to be pursuing Jess. So I was, you know, actively praying about it. And I would also say that there are, that part of the pressure men feel in the church is because women take it too serious too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, I don't think men just feel the pressure because men feel the pressure. I think it's that there needs to be a lightning on our side too of going sure. like, we can go out 
and this not work and we can go to the same church and my friends will still be nice to you and we will still be in the same community. Like, I do think there is something that probably needs to loosen up in Christian culture mm-hmm. is not being reckless in dating, but being open and dating and going like, yeah, the, the only way we're going to know if we want to do this four times is if we do this one time and go to coffee. Exactly. And so I can't expect you to know that you want to be my husband <laughs> if we haven't sat at a table together by ourselves. Right. And so I think there's, I think both sides of that for the men to feel a little more courage to risk and to ask someone out without knowing if it's going to work and the women to not expect this to be their husband on the first date. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right. Yeah. No. What is that though? Like, why is it in our culture that men seem more like, I just want to like be cool till I'm 30 and then I'll start worrying about it. And women, we, which I don't know, this has probably just been the history of women. We've just always like had this more innate sense of I want to settle down. I want to like start something with the man that I'm supposed to start it with. And like what? And it seems. What do you think it is? Well, let me give you an answer. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one doctor. No, I I, I really don't know. I I think what I do know is people's hearts have been hurt and that makes people tense when it comes to dating. And it's like, why would I get in this again if I was crushed the last Mm -hmm. time? And so let me take it a lot more seriously and and watch for all the things and Mm -hmm. be a little bit more hypersensitive about it, which is is just a hard place to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, shoot, I wouldn't want to be a guy and and hurt a girl who's been like that. Or or if I've been hurt or or rejected in that way, I wouldn't want to... I don't know. That'd be, that would make me tentative. Um, so I don't know. I think there has been, I think if, if we approach the process, you know, the process respectfully and playfully, but also with a, a you know, God behind it all, mm-hmm. I do think there is, as what you said, like some loosening that can occur to just let people enjoy each other. Like how much do people kind of not enjoy the dating process? Cause it's so scary and which it can be like, it's, you know, I was, I'm like, I hope Jess likes me. Like yeah. that, that is scary at times, but um, yeah, it's definitely, I think that takes a lot of encouraging from friends and, um, even just encouraging each other. Like, Hey, I just, I just like being with you tonight. Yeah. Um, not that, you know, with your dating someone, I think Jess did that actually really well. Like, I just like being here with you. Mm-hmm. Um, not like this has to work out for the rest of our lives, but it's, uh, yeah, just, just one day at a time. Yeah. What do y'all know now that you're married that, you would say like, so people who are listening that are married, single, every part of the spectrum are our friends who listen. What do you know now that you didn't know six months ago? Everything. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> My life came alive <laughs> when I finally got married. Oh, what do I know now that I didn't know? But I think how, how important, but also how beautiful teamwork is. Just like I'm a, a very independent, like let me solve it myself and problem solver kind of person. And I think sometimes I can isolate myself and solve a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas that's like kind of difficult in marriage because like, well, our money we kind of do together right. or, you know, how we're going to spend our time on the weekends we kind of do together. So if I try to solve that myself, I'm leaving her out. Sure. But how kind of beautiful it is when I'm like, Jess, what do you think about this? I need your help in this. Like I want you to insert your personality into mm. this part because you can make it better. And so I think that's hard to know how to have that conversation. And it's scary because I'm like, wait, wait, but what about my opinion or yeah, whatever? But yeah. whenever we say, hey, let's be a team, how can we pick someone this week to like love and make them feel special? Or how can we do our money that's in fine. a way that's like we're managing it wisely, but also 
trying to be generous and um, just it's like you have a teammate in something. So you know someone's got your back. And if you focus, I think, the most on unity as as a person who is always prone to isolate and just solve it myself or yeah. do that, if I just include her and do it together, um, I think that's maybe one of the most important things I've learned. Yeah, that's really good. I do love that. Teamwork. Uh, he took my answer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our team answer. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks, babe. Yeah. Now, I think, honestly, maybe how much I feel loved by the Lord. Like, I've experienced, oh. like, a deeper sense of the Lord's love since being married. Just because it was such a deep desire of mine. Um, and just how how He exceeded the expectations in such a magnificent and glorious way. And... Um, yeah, like not, you've, you've been able to tell in the last 30 minutes just how amazing Dre is from hearing his responses. But then there's all these other components of like where our personalities really mesh. Um, we sing Disney songs together and we, I don't know, I I just can be completely a hundred percent myself around him. And he's, uh, he's exactly what I needed. Like I couldn't have picked a better partner. And so I'm so thankful that God did for me, you know what I mean? And so I think, yeah, I've just seen um, just how good the Lord is whenever we trust him with something that we long for. So good. Y'all, you wish it was 30 minutes. We've already done an hour. Oh, wow. We've already done (laughs) it. I'm sorry. We talked so much. Are you kidding? This is awesome. I think this is great because we don't have any other newlyweds coming this month. And so y'all are the ones who are telling us the truth from the closest Mm. to to being single and to, and that, you know, we'll have some people who've been married 20 years on here that are going to have such different stories than y'all. So I just we need think, to listen to that podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> y'all can stick around for this yeah. one. Um, I just think that is, uh, when you say all that, I may cry saying all this to you. When you say all that, I just think God has to love that you see that, that he is loving you in this and he's honoring how you um, invested in y'all's relationship first. I just think that is got to be such a, I just think he's got to be happier about that than even you are. I just think that's really beautiful. So I know, sorry. We have I tissues agree. somewhere in this place. I don't know. What? I didn't know I was going to cry. I know. Sorry. <laughs> we always do. Wait. They're all teared up. Yeah. I, sorry. <laughs> it just is really, it's really, y'all's story is really special. And I love the idea that God is, moving when we cannot see him moving and that you just like are doing the right next thing. And he is actually setting you up to Ephesians three twenty you to give you more. And you can ask or imagine that's very cool. I like that. You've made that. I know a, you're going to be Ephesians three twenty today. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. I, think, I mean, I think that verse is so unstoppable. Oh, I love yeah. it. I mean, that's why it's hanging in my office. Um, okay. Do y'all know your Enneagram numbers? Seven. Yes, girl. <laughs> you know both. Do you know yours? Yeah, I'm a three. Yeah, I'm like torture three. I'm torture three. Threes and sevens are so uh, good together. Yeah. And what I always say is it makes the perfect day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, my gosh. Please. Uh, now I'm changing all my prayers for asking for three just so we can say that. Right? <laughs> the perfect right. 10. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. A three, of course you are. I know. But you're such a healthy was, three. He's very healthy. Well, I think I think I came on like I three's weakness I've been told or I read was um, that they sometimes try to hide the the uh, weaknesses in the, yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's actually, we kind of pick a word for the year yeah. where like, 
you know, hey, let me really focus on this this yeah. year. And for me, it was like speak was the word that mm. came up because I'm like, I want to talk more about how I struggle with stuff or how I, you know, I need help in some areas. Yeah. And so like that's been hard but good to just yeah, like. And then Jess is like, I'm going to bring you on my friend Annie's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we can speak. We're about to record for an hour. We're about so. to speak a lot. <laughs> exactly. Man, that's amazing. That's well so done. Funny. That's yeah. really awesome. Okay, so the last question. We, well, for starters, let me tell y'all, thank you for being on the show. It's thank very you. kind oh, of y'all to come and do this and tell your story. This has seriously been like a dream of mine. So yeah. Okay, good. I, Listen, come back anytime whenever there's new music or whenever y'all just want to talk. I think like in a year we need to do at least do a check-in. Oh, follow-up. And just like <laughs> see what you know that you don't know now and yeah. tell, us, like tell us more. And y'all are going to be like, my, my fear is all these friends of ours who listen are going to be like, getting all sorts of dating relationship from you on the internet. So y'all are going to have to start like uh, your own relationships pod. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds we'll, like... We'll be calling you for... That's right. Y'all yeah. come use these mics anytime you want awesome. to. I'll sit on this side and get the advice and y'all just keep giving. We'll just keep yeah. giving. Um, okay, so the last question we always ask because the show's called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what y'all do for fun. Together or like... Sure, both. Okay. What like Because I guess you work a lot. Yeah, yes. I work for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you heal people. <laughs> yeah. What a fun. gift. That's awesome. Healing hands. Yeah. I definitely sing and yeah. write for fun, but also, I guess, as a career. And then I think for fun, we, it's so weird. We're so boring. Like, no, I love it. We just hang out and we talk and we will play guitar and sing together or yeah. we'll go on walks. Um, we're pretty low, low key. We're big This Is Us fans. Oh, did y'all watch really? last night? No, no, not yet. Okay, good. I won't even tell you, but it oh, is so good. Really? It's so good, yeah. It, it, yeah, it surprises it you every week. Us. It surprises you every week. <laughs> I know. It's so good. It is so good. Okay, so y'all watch This Is Us. Do you watch anything else? Any others that you... Um, New Amsterdam? Yeah. Do you watch that? Yeah. yeah. I'm coming around to it. Um, I'm kind of a Grey's person, yeah. so I'm not trying to do two. Well, I guess that's hospital a, that's stuff for your... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't actually go to med school. I just yeah, watched Grey's just, Anatomy. Yeah, I spent eight hours a day just... <laughs> <laughs> watching medical TV shows. Um, yeah, I like New Amsterdam. I can get around that. Or do you work six days a week, Dre? For like you're a in lot the of hospital? times. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's and sometimes you have two days off, but then you work fourteen straight. Or, right. Um, and what are your hours? Tough. Recently, I've been in the ICU, so I get there at five a.m. and I leave about seven p.m. Okay. So uh, it's long, but it's the good thing is it's so interesting. It's yeah. like you're not. I don't go to work and, and I'm, I'm not bored for 14 right, hours. Right, right, I'm right. mostly like kind of scared, but yeah. also like um, it, it's very engaging. Yeah. So it, it really does feel like play sometimes. Yeah. Just like this is fun and challenging and um, definitely my passion. Yeah. We also like to travel. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. this weekend we're going to Franklin. <laughs> Franklin, Tennessee. <laughs> and we're gonna- Big travelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'd love to travel. We're going 20 miles south. Have, have you heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they have this cute little town square. And yeah, it's really adorable. You should, when you have time in your calendar, I you know. should really get to Franklin, Tennessee. So this coming weekend is like the, the last two days in a row off I have for like the next four months, I Ugh, think. Okay. So we're like, we need to go somewhere for the weekend. Yeah. We're like, Atlanta? Or should we go to, to Asheville. Asheville? Or yeah. we're like, well, that is a lot of driving for just a weekend. Have you been to Franklin? <laughs> <laughs> so we're just getting a hotel and just enjoying it together. Oh, that's really fun. Dude, okay, so fun. you aren't doing Airbnb. You do a hotel. Well, we try, but we, we actually, yeah, the, the prices were similar. And we're yeah. like, man, might as well, might as well get, get some get room spider. service yeah, in the morning. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hold him to that. Oh, that's no. Exactly. <laughs> 
He does not usually say that. I don't. Yeah. But y'all all heard it here. That's room right. service. <laughs> room service. Oh, well done. Well, thank you guys for being on the thank show. You. Yeah, thank really you. Really so appreciate it. Such a pleasure. Oh, you guys, for starters, I'm laughing so hard that they are travelers who love to go to Franklin. Like that is literally 20 minutes away. That's the best. I just, I just adore them. What gifts they are. I mean, even after we quit recording, we talked about God and relationship and counseling and, and we prayed together and they prayed for me and it was just really, really kind. I'm just such big fans of them. Make sure you follow Jessica on all the social media places. She's Jessica Mac Music and tell her thanks for being on the show. And, and seriously, they need to start a couple's podcast. They are so wise, so wise. I'm just so grateful. And, and again, you guys, no matter what season of life you're in or what you are asking God for, he is the God of Ephesians 3.20. He will do more than you could ask or imagine. And I just think that we are going to get to hear a lot of stories in this one way that he has done that for people. And so I'm so thankful to Dre and Jess for being on the show. That was really, really fun. Hey, if you have some friends who you think could be encouraged by this conversation, maybe they're newlyweds as well, or maybe they're dating or wanting to be dating, go ahead and send them this podcast. I think they would really enjoy it and be encouraged by it. I know I was. If you need anything from me, you know me. I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs all over the place. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you need me, that's where you find me. So Jessica and Dre are going to go to Franklin for fun. I am going to go Atlanta for fun. (laughs) I'm driving to Atlanta today. And so that is what I'm doing for fun. I hope you will go out there and do something that sounds fun to you as well. And we will see you back here on Thursday with Jeff and Alyssa Bethke. Oh, gosh, I love them too. This month is going to be too fun, y'all. 